Welcome to Telltale, the podcast where marketers can learn from interviews with fantastic storytellers. Hello everybody, welcome to Telltale, episode four this week. With me as always is my co-host Brittany Dreghorn. I couldn't think of a dynamic no, title to introduce you. I, I know, I know. I've been away, I've been in San Francisco and I just I just forgot all the You're people, lacking so. inspiration. I, no, so I wasn't lacking inspiration, I just <laughs> forgot. I totally forgot to do it. But that's alright, that's my problem. Watch this space. Watch this space, I'll have an excellent lap next week. But Far more importantly, we have with us James Grudgeon, the solo founder of The Good Beer Co., which is Australia's only social enterprise beer company. Welcome to Telltale. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. It's, it's, um, it's great to have you on, and it's, I won't lie, it's great to have you on because I just love beer so much. <laughs> so do I. So you do must I. be the only two in Australia. <laughs> I, I, if you can't see it, but there's a single tear rolling down my cheek because I love beer <laughs> so much. So James launched um, his first beer, which was Great Barrier Beer. Yes. Yeah, uh, about 12 months ago. Um, you've been supported by some pretty big players already, and it's you know obviously the social story behind it that's, that's helping that. Players like Tourism Australia, Tourism, Tourism and Events Queensland. It's been served around the globe. Why? How? How did it all start? You know what? It's it's a really, really simple concept, isn't it? And I'm really glad to hear that you, like most Australians, really enjoy a good beer, right? So all that we're doing is making it really easy for people to have a good beer and support a cause that they care about. And this is not new. So um, when I was first kind of looking at the idea of could we produce a beer and other brewers that would be up for brewing it and would charities like to receive the funds from that beer? Has this been done before? And that hadn't been done at the time before in Australia. We're not the only social enterprise beer company in Australia now. There's some others that have followed, which is great, kind of proof of concept. I spoke to a really great brewery in the UK called Two Fingers Brewing Company who have a charming logo that I'm kind of trying to describe for a podcast. I'll, um, I'll let you know that James is gesturing right now. Finds prostate cancer research. Right, um, right. And that's a beer that um, is sold across the UK and all the major supermarkets. Really great guys. Um, Matt there from the company spoke to me several times on Skype. He's still on our advisory group um, and said, hey, you should really try and do this. We're not coming to Australia, so go for it. Similarly, a really amazing company called Finnegan's in um, the States that funds reverse food trucks. So food trucks that feed homeless people and people on their incomes. Judy, who runs that company, amazing mate. So Jackie, not Judy, I don't know where Judy came from. Jackie, who runs that company, is an amazing woman who over 10 years has built a brewery, is employing over 100 people and has done amazing work. In both cases, they say to me, I reckon you can do it. You seem to be the right kind of guy with the experience and, and the the drive to set this up in Australia, and if there's anywhere in the world it could work, it's Australia. So, you know, I don't know what that says about people's views on our drinking habits, but, you know, one of the great things about craft beer, which is another reason why um, I felt confident going ahead with a good beer company, is people are thinking more about where the products and services, more generally speaking in Australia, that they are consuming come from, right? So, you know, how's that, how's that been produced? Is it being done in a way that's environmentally sustainable? Do I know that the profits are coming back to Australian companies? Do I know the people that, in the case of craft brew, brew uh, beer, are producing that beer? You know, are they part of my local community? Are they supporting local farmers and producers? And so that's kind of a really compelling reason why 
apart from that it's bloody good beer, people are drinking craft beer, and that was a really good fit with the idea of partnering with a really great craft brewer to brew beer and sell it to raise money for good causes. And Great Barrier Beer is, is our first beer. Um, it's brewed by a really great craft brewer in Queensland called Bagara Brewing Company, and it funds the Australian Marine Conservation Society. Again, really, really simple. Yeah, and obviously a super strong partnership there. Yeah, well, I mean they're, they're, they're a fifty-year-old um, charity, the MCS. So they, you know, they've got a really proud record. They've been responsible for it being a World Heritage listed site, a marine national park. You know, they've been championing the need to do something to protect the reef for a long time now. And, and, and as, as we all know, the reef's under pressure. You know, because of climate change and warming waters. Um, you know, it's 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 really really facing a difficult time now. And, and quite honestly. Um, you know, there's a battle going on there to, to maintain it for future generations. So what I wanted to do with Great Barrier Beer was to, was to say to the AMCS, look, we're going to brew a really great beer for you and we're going to sell enough of it across Australia to generate a sustainable income stream for you year in, year out, so that you don't have to spend all your time begging for money and you can carry on doing the good work that you're doing with local communities and tourism operators to protect our reef, right? And we can also put your logo on the side of the bottle and we can generate, as we have done, amazing media coverage, not just here in Australia, by the way, and, and at a local level, but also internationally, helped by people like Tourism Events Queensland and Tourism Australia, um, that's going to get the, the message that the reef needs help onto bottles for beer drinkers, not just across Australia, but potentially internationally. And that's the really exciting thing about it. Yeah, James, I guess the thing is you've coupled the social enterprise with the beer, which is something that people really want to get behind, especially when you found Great Barrier Reef um, as something that people do want to associate with. Of course, they're going to choose that over another beer if it's not doing anything, because I think people inherently want to do good. So what do you think about I know you have a social enterprise background. Mm. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you I, got to here? Yeah, for sure. Look, I mean, I... I, I um, uh, ran an environmental charity in the UK just before I came to Australia um, that was the oldest environmental charity uh, in, in, in the UK started in 1898 uh, and it was really screwed it was really difficult a difficult place uh, it was facing making a lot of its team redundant um, and it was struggling for income and I spent as the CEO of that organization I'd say 90% of my time literally begging for money um, and going out and talking to philanthropists and businesses and trying to, to, to raise funds to keep that organisation going. So I know how hard it is for those organisations. Um, before that, I worked for a big social enterprise in the UK um, that was just about 10 years ago starting to think about what that means. What does it mean to be you know, a business that um, isn't just producing a kind of glossy report on manual basis to say what it's been doing on a corporate social responsibility level, but actually building, doing good into its business practices and therefore doing good because, surprise, surprise, your customers and your employees and the people that work with you, uh, more broadly speaking, think that's a good thing and will support it and you will be profitable. Um, I guess that's kind of given me the confidence um, to know that this is a really good business model but it's also a really good way of raising funds and profile for good causes. And, and the Great Barrier Reef and the Australian Marine Conservation Society are the first organisation that we'll work with, and then we're looking to work with a number of different really good causes. Now, you said that, obviously, um, the reef is a really good motivator for people buying Great Barrier Beer. Actually, the most important thing for us is that it's a bloody good beer, right? So, you know, you, you can produce a beer um, and you can put it in front of people um, 
once and they can say, well, that's great, I've bought that, it's helped the reef. But if they haven't enjoyed it, they're not going to buy it again. So it's been really, really important for us that this beer that we're producing is really, really good. And, and in Bagara Brewing Company, we've got a really awesome craft brewer, a really great brewer there, Andrew, who's been overseeing the brew. You know, as we've gone from you know our initial order of 38 kegs and 500 cartons, which we crowdfunded, through to much, much larger volumes of beer now going through BWS bottle shops across Queensland, stock on P&O cruise ships across Australia, in Zambrero restaurant chain, you know, launching, launching a good beer week. Um, in uh, Melbourne this, you know, this, this week, I'm going to be down there um, on Thursday, launching in Sydney after that, looking at potentially exporting the beer. Um, the quality of the beer is really important. And you've got to keep it fun as well, because at the end of the day, like, if we're having a beer, we're doing it socially. You know, so I, I, don't, you know, I really care passionately about the protection of the Great Barrier Reef. Climate change is something that you know, does actually keep me awake at night sometimes. That's how sad I am. But that's not sad at all. But I don't go to, I don't go to the pub or you know or my mate's house for a barbecue or whatever to have somebody whacking me over the head with the reefs dying. Yeah. Uh, climate mm-hmm. change is, is, is happening and we're all going to die. So it's kind of you like know, a light I, way of introducing yeah, the topic. It, exactly. It and you can discuss anything over a beer, right? And, yeah. In a lighter way. Exactly yeah. right. So, you know, that, that, and that's what beer is all about. It's about conversations. It's about, it's about being social. And so it should be fun, right? So we don't want to hit people over the head with this stuff. So the first thing is it's a great beer. You're going to enjoy drinking it. You, and you can feel good about the fact you're drinking it because you've just done some good too. And it's hard for people. Like we're all busy. You know, I've, I've, I've been working from home over the last year and a half setting up the, the Good Beer Co. a lot and out of places like this, Little Tokyo, where we're based now, this really great co-working space. And, you know, I get people coming up to me in the street, in Brizzy, and I get people knocking on my door at home asking for money for, you know, it could be a hospital project, it could be uh, a little kid's charity, it could be anything. I think it's really hard for people um, to actually do good. And so if we, through basically selling a good beer that gives back, can make that really easy as well. That's got to be a good thing. Yeah, you sure. know, and you've got to start the conversation with people. You know, it's, if if we focus all our attention, you know, and, I, and this is not to criticise environmental organisations. I've run one, but if we focus all our attention on the people that are already converted and we're just preaching to them, we're going to get nowhere. Definitely. So you've got to start the conversation. And you need to compete with the products that are out there. So yeah. if you can put a product on the shelf that's just as good, you can compete on quality, you can compete on price, and the only difference is that you're giving back. It's a no-brainer. Absolutely, and, and you know, um, to get into kind of detail of why this works, and I feel confident, even though I'm still a one-person organisation, <laughs> uh, with a lot of help from some really amazing people, you know, our charity partners, our brewers, you know, agencies that work with us and stuff. Mm. Um, I'm confident that it will work, is because um, we're not just talking to beer buyers. Um, we're not just talking to people that are making decisions about whether to stock beer. If I'm at Woolworths, for example, I'll be talking to the sustainability people, you know, Qantas, we're talking to the environment team. You know, so there's a broader conversation at P&O, we were talking to the corporate affairs people. We've got Anne Sherry, who's the you know, amazing, amazing businesswoman from Brazil, who we should all be really proud of. She's, she's awesome, who runs Carnival Cruises Australia, who's personally got behind it. And that's because it's not just another beer, it's a social enterprise startup, and it's a beer that's doing good. But again, not to labour the point, if it wasn't a good beer and we didn't have the price right, we didn't have the ability to deliver it on time. We should have had a beer here to drink that we could comment on. We could have pretended. And you've just given it away. Oh, <laughs> you're drinking one right now. Yeah. I did actually do a radio interview with, uh, is it Hit 105? 
yeah, and, uh, about about six months ago, yeah. and they'll kill me for saying this because they but they were actually cracking the beers oh, in, in really? the morning on the brekkie show, and then, and then when I commented on it, they were like, no, <laughs> don't say that, don't say that. Yeah, I did. I know, I don't, you know. Drink responsibly, Peter. Yeah, um, that's a good message. That's a good yeah. message here on Delta. I'm actually glad you brought up the idea of um, price product and all those things because they're like the marketing basics right now. When I think of like the good beer co, so many beer companies align with charities, align with good causes, things like that. The difference is, I don't buy that. I actually don't buy into that. But when I talk, think of the story behind what you do, that is actually what you do first and foremost. So tell me a little bit about how driving that story, or it's, it's, it's kind of like even saying, it's not even a story, it's more like driving the fact we just are who we are and we happen to make really good beer as well. So tell me a bit more about how I guess that kind of message and that approach has sort of pushed you into the, the, the ears oh. and the eyes of some of the most important agencies in Australia. Look, I think firstly, it's because we went first, right? So we were the first to do this. I don't think that uh, whether it's kind of B corporations, so businesses trading for purposes, well as or before profit, or it's social enterprise, these are terms that are really widely known outside of kind of a fairly small niche, although increasingly people are beginning to understand those terms. What they need to understand is, is a really simple concept, which is we exist to raise money for good causes through beer. Right, so not the and, and, we, and we will work to create really great quality products that you can feel really confident about. If you, you know, if you're BWS and Dan Murphy's or Qantas or whoever or Pino, um, or you, you know, Brewski Bar over in Caxton Street, or your Esquire restaurant, you know, in a you know, three-hatted restaurant in the middle of Brisbane. When you put it on tap and put it on your menu, you know it's going to be really good, right? And you've got a great story to tell. You've got to keep it really, really simple, um, and then it's about just. For me, it's been about identifying those businesses that will respond to that. And not everybody does, you know, because businesses in Australia and internationally are at different stages. Some of them are further forward than others in terms of looking for opportunities to support things like the Good Beer Cut. I think, you know, I, I think back to when I was um, head of corporate social responsibility um, for a, a, a banking group in the UK about 15 years ago. And that, those, those were the days where, you know, you'd stand with a big check, handing the big check over to people. Um, you might support one or two charities. Um, and whilst that was probably good for those charities as a kind of one-hit thing, it wasn't a longer-term relationship with those organisations that was going to help them to grow. So the really exciting thing for forward-thinking businesses like P&O and Woolworths is they can have a relationship with a good beer co that helps us to grow and become sustainable and compete as a social enterprise that gives 50% at least of its profits back to charity and they can have a really great concept beer that people are enjoying drinking and their staff and their customers are excited about that also is giving a bit of a nudge to the bigger brewers um, that they're also trying to negotiate with on price in, in all of their stores. You know, and the exciting thing about um, say the BWS trial that we did with, where we were in over 100 stores across Queensland is that we've we've called managers at every single one of those stores now and spoken to them and said how did it go you know what did you think of the product what did you think of the price did you understand the story behind it what should we be doing differently we're going to do another trial would you like your store to participate how would you feel about us coming in and doing you know taste tests in store are there other things we should be doing and by and large, the response we got was really, really positive because they're used to people kind of rocking up in a van, dropping the beer and maybe getting a, a piece of paper from 
you know, the BWS team saying a little bit about each one of the beers that they're getting. If I can go in there as the person that runs the company and other people that work with me can go in and have a face-to-face conversation and get them excited about it, that's when we're going to do really well. You know, and that's and that's about the story really and about mm-hmm. how we tell it. You know, and, and the advantage that as a small player without um, the big bucks that the big companies in the brewing industry have um, is that we can go in and we can do that. Um, and, it's, and I guess it's authentic, right? And it's real. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of our audience on Telltale are marketers or business owners or public relations people or whatever. You've had extensive experience in cause marketing and, and those kind of things. Even though I don't truly believe what you do is cause marketing, it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. What would be like a key takeaway for that kind of audience from you around sort of owning a cause and, and, and instead of saying, I leverage this cause? Yeah, you do hear the word leverage a lot, and I think it's a really unfortunate word. Um, I, I actually have used it myself a bit because I've kind of worked on both sides of this. You know, I've, I've worked in, in big corporates as well, um, in, in various different roles. I've had marketing and branding stuff in them. Um, I wouldn't call myself an expert, but I think um, I think the, the key thing here is about the integrity of the relationship. Um, you know, there, there are some really things happening, for example, in craft beer at the moment. Um, you've got... Uh, two big companies, two of the biggest companies in craft beer, Four Pines and Stonewood, who've taken the decision to become B Corps. Right now, that, that means that they have put into their constitution and in writing uh, a, a really rigorous set of um, things that they have said that they will do in terms of their performance on um, their impact on society and the environment, how they employ people, etc., 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 that mean that um, consumers can see in writing and will know that they are um, going above and beyond other companies, right? Now that's that's the kind of one end of the scale versus, you know, um, breweries maybe that do a kind of one-off karma keg type approach or they might have a relationship with a specific charity on a specific day, none of which there's anything wrong with, but I think the reason that people like you ask the question is because actually Fundamentally, what the questions people are asking, I'm using beer as an example for obvious reasons, is you know, who owns this company, um, how, you know, what's their relationship with their employees in Australia, where do the profits go, um, where do the ingredients for that beer come from, um, is, is it supporting my local community? Mm-hmm. And that's, where, you know, the, that's why craft beer is growing, I think, in market share year on year about 5% and we're seeing a decline overall in beer consumption significantly 1 or 2% every year as, as people's drinking habits are changing and they're shifting away from those big brands because I think the big brands have got a really difficult um, fight on their hands um, it's early days but in order to be able to compete with that really compelling craft beer story that is real and authentic right? and, and you've seen the same thing happen in the United States um, I'm speaking on a panel in Thursday, on Thursday in Melbourne in, in, for Good Beer Week on sustainability in the craft beer sector and what does craft beer mean in Australia and we've got um, the CEO of Sierra Nevada, one of the biggest brewers um, there on that panel so I'm amazed that I have managed to be on the same panel as the guy um, but they're real kind of pioneers in that space of taking ownership of what does craft mean and I think that's, I, I, again I'm using beer as an example but I think that's where um, I guess marketeers and people who are involved in branding need to be thinking about, um, I guess, getting involved in cause-related marketing, if that's, if that's how we want to call it. So kind of relationships with 
good causes um, to the benefit of those good causes in a way that, that people don't think it's bullshit. Yeah, I guess you almost like, have to be doing that now or you're not competing at all. Like yeah. the whole one-off giving a check, like you said, it doesn't work. People don't buy into it. It's mm. all a show. They do it for a PR stunt and they want to actually align themselves with the charity that they're passionate about, mm. which is cool because you're doing that. Obviously, uh, Great Barrier Beer is really relevant to Queensland, but you are looking to expand. So will you be partnering with other local? Yeah, charities? so we, we're... We're, we're looking at other causes that we'll partner with um, and other craft brewers that we'll partner with as well in different parts of Australia. Um, I've also got a project that I, I can't say much too much about it at the moment. We're going to launch next month in the UK, um, which is the same kind of model, so partnering with some really great breweries to support a really great cause. Um, and not all of our causes in the future, I think, will be environmental. In, in the spirit of, I guess, how we've grown the community of people that we have supporting and buying and stocking Great Barrier Beer, our first beer. We may well go out and do what we did when we launched Great Barrier Beer, which is to give people a choice of um, the style of beer, the branding for the bottles and the six packs and the cartons, uh, and may go further than that and also say, and which cause would you like us to support next? Right, because I think it's really important for us when we're growing Ask your to, audience. to do that, you know, and, yeah. that, and that's about kind of really genuinely getting people engaged getting them much more likely to get involved in the peer-to-peer -peer stuff which has been really successful for us you know and I've, and I've seen this work really well um, for uh, you know really massive brewer in, in Scotland called Brewdog for example who um, did this thing called crowdfunding for, for punks which was basically they crowdfunded their first brewery um, this is like over eight years ago nearly ten years ago now um, they are a one billion pound market cap Huge company, company Huge you know, company. biggest um, independent breweries in in, in 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 Europe. You know, launching in Australia soon. But as they grew from an early start, they engaged people in feeling like they owned the brand and the beer and the company, and that meant they they had people not only kind of doing a lot of their marketing for them at a time when they didn't have the bucks to do it and compete. Um, and they're really cheeky if you check them out. Um, they're getting criticised now because they're really big and they're bigger than some of the companies that they were slagging off and the big companies mm -hmm. that they were um, they were kind of comparing themselves to now but they've been really successful it also helped them to find locations for their pubs and to and to build I guess across the UK so so for us um, as, as a social enterprise that gives that big chunk of profit back to good causes it's about how do we get those people excited and feeling, mm -hmm. feeling ownership and I think we, we did that with Great Barrier Beer, so we'll do that with our, our next beers as well. Fundamentally, we need to pick causes that you know, Australians care about, because it's got to be mainstream, this stuff. So uh, we're never going to be really hardcore um, craft beer, even though you know, I'm pretty experimental in terms of my craft beer, and I like some really weird and wacky stuff. Um, I think it's really important for us to be kind of dealing with those, those people who are making the transition from the big brand beers to, to a craft beer or a better beer um, and, and also being good, a good enough beer so that your craft beer fans will say yeah that's good and I'll drink it yeah so that's bad. advocacy piece right? yeah. yeah absolutely yeah, yeah sure um, that is all incredible stuff I actually think it's a lesson in how to not just market but how to run a business so I, I honestly think there's a, there's a hugely powerful story in it um, speaking of hugely powerful stories it's come to the time of the show where uh, we ask our guests what their uh their best little white lies, and um, James, lay it on us. What's what's the absolute <laughs> corker? Maybe not the absolute. 
I don't even feel like sharing right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, look, I mean, there's a few that I would love to share with you, but I'm not going to because I want to remain uh, in a relationship with my wife <laughs> <laughs> and keep good relationships with my family in the UK and friends here in Australia. Um, Look, I mean, I, I think the white lies that I've told are just about building this business, right? So, you know, I've I found myself sitting around the table with people from big companies who've taste tested the beer, and I'm literally sitting there, like, I'm not joking, um, half an hour before the meeting, on my own, basically stuffing ice from a, from a 7-Eleven into a, a bag that's breaking to keep, the, like, to keep the beer cold. It's sitting there next to me while I'm doing my presentation. There's a big puddle on the, the carpet at the bottom floor, and they're saying to me, so, okay, we're okay on price, can you guarantee the volume, right? And I don't know whether I can guarantee the volume at that stage. I do now, by the way, for the benefit of that. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, the white lies, I'm telling you, yes, of course we can. Yeah. You know, and I'm absolutely confident that we can you know, generate um, several thousand cartons mm. of great berry beer for you by X date, right? With no real knowledge as to whether or not we can do it, just a gut feel that... They're from an entrepreneurial we have to pull you've up got to do it. that thing. Right? You've got it. You've got it. <laughs> now, that's not a particularly exciting white line, but you know, it's, it's the kind of thing that can make or break you, basically. So you've got to be really careful. With True. But, but more than it's anything. all about say yes now and be, uh, beg for forgiveness yeah. later. <laughs> and, 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 and you know, if you, if you read um, Daniel Flynn from Thank You Group's book, yeah. Uh, or ever have, you know, we, we did the, the beers for their gala dinner when they were crowdfunding their launch in New Zealand and their new baby care range. And he'll say the same thing. So you, you've got to you've got to back yourself, but I guess the white light doesn't have to be so extreme. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing that happens is they go, "Well, these guys are bullshit." Yeah, <laughs> true. Thankfully, thankfully, we've we've delivered. Yeah. Sure. James Grosjean, the Good Beer Co. Thank you so much for being on the Telltale Podcast. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. Uh, I'm Kurt Sanders, host as always. Thanks, Brittany, for joining us every week. And remember, guys, that if you've got a tale to tell, tell it. Telltale is part of the Content Division Podcast Network. You can subscribe on iTunes or stream it from the contentdivision.com.au forward slash podcast.